This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How are we? Well, if ever there was a game that sums up the result is more important than the performance, that was tonight. Try not to fall asleep. 
I nearly was. Go get your cocoa, and we're going to have a chat about the match. We did win. I mean, talk about taking it down to the wire, but we won. King uh, King Kalechi in the 94th minute, 93rd, 94th minute, is on a richer vein of form than Jamie Vardy is. Well, <laughs> literally, when you think about it, all hail, all hail King Kalechi. <laughs> and we scored from a corner. <laughs> Just pinch me, pinch me, because I was falling asleep there. We have no Julian tonight, I'm afraid. I think he probably has fallen asleep <laughs> during that. Uh, he's got work. He went off to bed. If you're watching us, by the way, you're watching us on YouTube, at Lester Till I Die TV, on Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group. Uh, remember to sign in there on the StreamYard link, and on Twitter, Periscope, at Lester TID. Let us know your thoughts. We want to know your thoughts. And yeah, we got away with it, didn't really? We got it out. Of, we got out of jail there with that. Now, normally, Brad spends his evenings, and these are his words, not mine. He normally spends his evening battering his cod. Now, that may well be a euphemism for something. I know not, but thankfully. His cod is not getting battered at the moment. He's put it down. He's with us here this evening. Good evening, Brad. Evening, Chris. <laughs> How is the cod? Yeah, call call of duty is fine, thanks. I'm not falling <laughs> into that trap of just uh, initiating it again. Yeah, that's fine, mate. It was more interesting. It was more interesting for 88 minutes than uh, than the football was for 88 <laughs> minutes. Let's put it that way. Wasn't it? I mean, like I said in the start, there. I mean, the the result does, you know, is obviously made, means more than the performance, and that sums it up. Yeah, and I think you could tell by both lineouts really that the game wasn't going to be littered with chances galore. But I did think there'd be more than the three chances we created in like the last three or four minutes. But when the game's played like that, you, you take it however it comes. And to be yeah. fair, in the end, it came by your staying more alert than Brighton until the very end because they were they weren't even aware of the corner. We put it in quickly, and uh, the saviour cometh the hour, cometh the man, <laughs> heads home to get us into the next round. So, so like you I say, take it in the end. I think yes, as time for a T-shirt was, I saw Kalechi Nacho score from a Leicester City corner. I mean, the corners weren't any better when Tillemans was taking them, were they? In fairness, no, not really. I don't get why he was he was side footing them in practically. And mm. it's, I think, the corner situation has been a common topic all over the place with Leicester fans. You know, not just yeah. on here, but in other groups and that. And I just think put your laces through it a bit. At mm. least then, if you're getting it into that six yard box, we saw a few times. I mean. Dan Burns and he scored an own goal when it deflected, bounced off his knee. You know, that, that's when the panic was only really caused for that whole tie, when it was in the six-yard box, believe it or not. And, you know, ironically, we scored from being in the six-yard box, whipping it in quickly. So why, why are we wasting our time side-footing it in? Somebody made the point uh, in Leicester Dardari Group in Facebook earlier, and it is a very good point, that we have got a reputation for being bad at defending corners. 
Well, if Madison and, and Tillemans are putting the corners in in training, no wonder we're bad because the corners coming in are really bad. Yeah, although, although as I mean, that's talking cheek, obviously. But, yeah, uh, and, and, and admittedly, over the last seven or eight games, I actually feel our defending from corners has actually been pretty resolute. I can't. When was the last time we conceded from a direct corner? Hmm. You know that that's slowly, thankfully, getting edged out of our season. Uh, someone will probably tell me the last time in the comments below. But yeah, I get the point. Is that is if you're going to put crap balls in, you're never going to do it from the other end. So they haven't had much practice defending them. If that's what's bringing them in on the training ground, I'd hope it's not. I'd hope they're throwing it in. I'd like to think that Rogers is just throwing it in because it's better options. <laughs> Maybe we should stop getting corners. Get Fuchs on full time, ninety minutes with the long throws. <laughs> and just get a throw in from just by the corner flag rather, rather than an actual corner. Let's, let's, let's have a look. I mean, first of all, let's have a look at, at the starting lineup. We knew there was going to be changes, and I think that is, and I know, you know, other teams have got games at the weekend and Brighton, they made seven changes the same as us, but it is a big game for us at the weekend. And I don't, I know it, you know, a, a game is a game is a game, but if we can beat Liverpool, we're six points clear of them, and that it, it, that means they've got to win two, and we've got to lose two to sort of just catch us up. So it is an important game this weekend. I thought Daley Campbell did well for his debut. Yeah, he was mightily impressive. In fact, uh, we'll come to it in the discussion later on in the show, but I think he had an amazing game. And again, it, it, I, I already stated it. It was it's um, it's testament to. Um, it's testament to our development, and I actually didn't know this, so I'd like to, you know, thank the people that put the time and effort into our under twenty threes, and it came from the source of that originally, and then I heard it on my on the code commentaries I would listen to that said that Brendan actually got him in from Arsenal's youth. Yeah, so to know we were able to go out, we don't just spot the high first first team talents, we spot the promising youngsters and get them into our academy, and then developing them from there on in. He put in a very assured 90 minutes. There was probably only one slight minute when he looked a bit knackered near the end that nearly cost yeah. us. But apart from that, a very good commanding debut. It was nice to see. I didn't see any of the post-match interviews because obviously I come straight on to do the website and what have you. But somebody said, whether this is true or not, that Inacho, um said he had to score then because it was too cold to carry on playing extra time out there. Brett saying, who do you want in the next round? I mean, I don't know even when the draw is. You know, but uh, uh, I'd assume Monday night. I, I believe yeah. there's a late one. Is it West Ham Southampton play on the Monday night? It's usually no West, West Ham. West Ham lost to Man United. Oh, are the games? Do you mean or? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't know. I've no idea. Somebody will come on and tell us when when, when it's on. Yeah, West Ham. And West Ham thought, are out. Sorry. I thought this was a little bit. <sighs> why did Undershaw? Why he's not being picked at the moment? He had a bad game, but then. I don't think anybody really stood out. And we'll come on to sort of what Alan gave the team and the manager lately. But at the end, I mean, but in that first half, we only had four touches in Brighton's box. <laughs> that Yeah, is... that's a euphemism in its own terms. <laughs> right? But again... He was looking for his cod, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was, as is, is, is common as the theme might have looked on it, there was a very common theme that actually ran through through the whole entire game, is even though Brighton may have had more of it in that final third, they didn't do a lot with it either. No, it was just no, one of them no, scrappy... No. It was one of them scrappy games. And 
I'd agree that to a point under under had a, a poor game. I don't think anybody stood above a six for me. Um, obviously, mm. I know in advance what Alan thought of that, but I wouldn't have put anyone above a six. But I have to admit, when I saw him on the sidelines and, and the subs were made and under was being kept on, and he had a word with him. It's almost like he put him up front. I wasn't because I was a bit. I think he was a bit confused in Perez at the time of which one was supposed to be wearing that first half. I don't know because mm. once Perez came off and unfortunately it looks like it's an injury to him, which I don't want. Yeah. Despite no. despite the people's opinion might think when we talk about Perez and my opinions on Perez, I don't want to see a player injured. I no. definitely don't. And not and hopefully, I've heard that JJ was up and about walking around. So fingers crossed with his injury than that. But once they changed, we saw a lot more out of Chengus on the things that we've noticed the fans that he's capable of doing. He got into the box a bit more. He got a few crosses. And he was didn't he actually have our first shot on target for the whole game. So mm-hmm. he came into it when he found himself playing probably in a more position of strength for him. Because he seemed to in that last 10-15 minutes step it up a gear. Granted, like a lot of them, it couldn't have got any worse. But no. <laughs> you could see, if you know, you see where yeah. I'm coming from. Like later on in the yeah. game, he did do something. Tony says there under reminds me of Gray. Well, Gray didn't have a bad uh, start for his German side the other night, did he? Um, he he, no, he, he did all right yeah. for them, um, which is good to see. I, you've just said that. I mean, again, I'm not seeing the interview, nor did Justin. And good evening to Justin. Good evening to Tony. Um, what did Roger say about Justin injuries? Missed his interview, but you said he was up and about. Well, I, I'm only going off certain early reports and, and, and people mm. commenting on what was said through the interview itself. And I believe something along the lines of he's able to put weight on it. It's not as bad as first fit. They just wanted to be uber cautious. They didn't want him to try and run it off or get down the tunnel and, and it go because obviously, he obviously felt bad from it. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm guessing there's going to be a period of time that he will unfortunately miss um, mm. unless he's managed to cop a fortunate one in the sense that it was just a really, really bad um, you know, reaction strain. to maybe yeah. a really bad yeah. uh, strain and 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 maybe a, like a jeer a jeer in his knee that they just yeah. didn't want to risk it. Frozen, fairly cold temperature. I know they the grounds were fantastic at our ground, but you don't want him walking on that tread on it if it's close to a big injury. And hopefully, better things will come out in the next couple of days. I mean, if if he is, um, it, it would be great to see him at. Um, uh, 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 playing against Liverpool. I mean, B- B- BT commentators were saying that they've never known a season like this, not just for Leicester, but for teams generally for having so many injuries. I mean, we, we concentrate on our injuries and how many we had at the start, how many we've got now. Whether it is because there was only a short break uh, between seasons, we are playing more games closer together because we're having to fit everything in. Who knows? But Brookline, good evening, Brookline. Welcome along. Good point here. King K has uh, been so cool on his two-headed goals. Uh, he doesn't seem stressed about getting them in. It's nice to see getting heading goals, isn't it, uh, isn't it Brad? Yeah, and I made a, a little point that I wouldn't say was tongue-in-cheek so much, but um, I kind of said... I don't want it to be a false dawn, first of all. Let's all just hope that this is finally coming together because I think over the last couple of appearances when he's played before he's hit this, we'll call it a purple patch in form because when he didn't score, he played well in the game that he didn't score in. Maybe this is the plan B. I I don't want to put the mockers on it. I don't want to jinx it, but it's my job to kind of 
put my opinion out there and give what yeah. I think I saw in his performance. And, you know, before he hit this last three games, when he has come on, he's come short, he's held the ball up, he's got, he's got on with the movement, he's allowed the more creative players time to catch up with Vardy or do, hold it up so they can catch up to play and then they take over and he just hovers around an area. And he kind of reminds me of what Man City had him doing. He was always on the edge of the box, hovering around, laying it off to the better players, if you want to call it that, or, you know, players like Madison for us, he's doing it now, you know, but he did this at Man City, where he'd lay it off, hover around that annoying area where defenders don't like strikers being, and he'd nick a few goals. And I wonder if Rodgers has now made that change to stop replacing Vardy and start going, right, plan B now, when Nacho comes on, this is what he's going to do, this is how he's going to do it, and if we can get these balls in, Two-headed goals, my add, not just two different styles of goals that we're used to, but both without Vardy on the pitch. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I hope it, I'm not. I hope it is, it's not a false dawn again, but just maybe we're approaching the natural situation a bit different to get the best out of him. We're, we're fans. We look at uh, gold linings and gold eggs in anything that happens. I know, draw, I know. Yeah, the draw apart list tomorrow before Barnsley versus Chelsea. Thank you, Facebook user. Not chosen. I, I don't. I don't. I don't quite know about Newton. that. But uh, I wouldn't go that far. I've not seen him put a free kick into the stands yet. Again, I've not seen him <laughs> put a free kick yet. So, I, th- I. I mean, I've got to be totally honest with you. I had it on. My mind was wandering. I actually ordered two birthday cards on uh, FunkyPigeon.com while the game was going on because I literally was falling asleep. It just wasn't. Yeah an inspiring game at all and i knew i had to do these cards and i thought well, i might as well do them now and I, I was doing the two things at the once you know i had them both on different i got two laptops but if we if we'd lost that going into the liverpool game i'd have been like a oh, little bit like you know because it would have been so down having won in the way we did it's it's like, let's, let's go back to Crystal Palace playoff final. It's one yeah. of those moments, isn't it, where forget forget the previous 93 minutes. I don't remember that. We'll be winning the 94th. You're walking off that pitch, head held high and happy. And we can now go into the Liverpool game. I think, but, you know, again, confident. Yeah, of course you do. And, and I, you know, I'd even say for the first time, in probably two, three seasons, maybe you actually go into that, into that, you know, as a fan, let alone, let alone as a player, because as, as a player, you always like to think you're going to get a chance to maybe upset the apple cart when it comes to Liverpool. Yeah. But this is the first time in, like I say, two or three seasons, you actually feel like, you, yeah, we actually, you know, like it's genuine. It's not mm. the only the ever optimist that always puts Leicester to win, regardless of whether they're playing Barcelona or Barnet. We're talking a big collective of the fan base now will be not just not just because of Liverpool's form, but because of what they're seeing on the pitch week in, week out, and they grind a result out when necessary. Today we won ugly, very cliched. Sometimes like you know, we've struggled to do that when we've dropped points this season. We've shown that sometimes we don't always manage to find that way of winning ugly. And today we did it. If you can do that and keep that going, and it and I, again, I don't want to put the mockers on anything. I know the commentators curse and all that. You could throw at me for these. But we haven't had the same thing happen to us yet this season. And I use yet because it's Leicester. We know what we're like. But the same thing has happened to us yet. That happened to us at the back end of last season. We looked at them mentally, physically, 
well, take the injuries out of it, but most mm. of the squad physically and mentally are prepared for what's ahead. And I think this is the best yeah. opportunity for us to feel like we should get something from the game at the weekend. Three changes in the 61st minute. I was surprised there was none at half-time after the, the performance. Perez with the injury and... I'd like you say I don't want it. I don't want him hurt, but you know, and I don't. I don't wish an injury on anybody, but he was awful again tonight. Um, yeah, he doesn't. And, he doesn't cover up for that. I'm not going to cover no, up for that and no. come out and suddenly sing his praises like he had a no. good game. He didn't, but I don't want him injured. I, I certainly no. don't. No, Madison coming on for him, and I think it, that should have happened. Whether he was it, like we say, whether it or not, Inacho and Chowdhury coming on for Vardy and Indeedy. I think it was just. Giving them a rest, wasn't it, really? Because they, they weren't performing any, you know, it, it was a bad whole all-round team performance. And you can't say Vardy was having a bad game worse than anybody else was. So I think those two were with the Liverpool game in mind. And Brookline here says, as Hams are taking the starting spot from Indeedy, ha-ha. Indeedy was terrible, but he was back from injury. Tell me one player that wasn't terrible for 90, 90 minutes. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. But, but look, it's one of them, and it clearly showed. If you look at that performance, and there was a lot of notable, it, it, it was it was a very notable sluggish performance. His entire legs, and you know, when we first saw the starting eleven, you know, when it went when it when the news broke of the the eleven team, we was all fairly happy with it. I myself was a bit gutted that Nacho didn't get the start, and probably a few out there were gutted that Hamza didn't get the start. I was one that wanted him to start, but. Um, Again, it shows testament, and I think Brendan Rodgers deserves a bit of credit for this result because, given the display on the pitch, he played that right. I would have seen what I saw and how how they were a bit sluggish and a bit off the pace since their return. That's I.E. Vardy and, and Didi. I would have much rather of them get that out of their system and get that out of the way than them have been on the bench, come on, and still been sluggish, and we not got the result like we did in the end, mm. and then have a dodgy start to Liverpool. If you know what I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it kind of worked out in a way that they got the slugginess out of the way and it, they got a bit of minutes under their under their belt and we're not wasting 60 minutes or, or so or having a sluggish mm. first half against Liverpool. And uh, not, you know, in the end, it's worked out. It's not just that, I, mean, I don't know if you saw the West Ham-Man United game last night. I mean, I, I watched no. a bit of it. And West Ham were absolutely awful. I don't think they had a shot on target again all game themselves. So it's not just Leicester that, that this is happening to. But it got a bit exciting around the, after the, just after the uh, the changes. We had two goals, um, both of them offside. Yeah, and and rightly so. Leicester's was a bit tight. I did feel a bit sorry for under because that was that was in that patch where Leicester just kicked up again, and it was probably the first time. When he, I think he'd literally just been moved into the position uh, a couple of minutes before that. I think that was, you know, because that was just after the substitutions. And he'd just been moved into that position and he got that ball down. Burns was lost in space. He didn't have a clue where the ball was and he finished it well. And I, I, I gave a little fist, fist pump, but then Nacho was offside by, by half a foot and you're thinking, oh, I got it for him. But yeah, the game had a little bit of flow to it for about five minutes or so. It wasn't too mm. much, but it was the only time I really had my phone had my full focus, I'm not going to be honest. Mm. And then near the end, which again, I think showed the, the bigger quality between Leicester and a side like Brighton, 
because our alertness and, and our endeavour to go on for the 94 minutes, I feel that was a difference. I think in the four-minute stoppage time, we, we were still going for it. And yeah. because Brighton had settled for extra time in the head, probably a few of them, um, not that Potter probably hoped that was how they were going to go. They was obviously hoping they'd keep up their intensity and try and win it themselves. But the players on the pitch showed that they weren't alert and... And in the end, it paid dividends to us. Fox, Fox is never quit, as they say. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I think, I think to be honest with you, I think we've been totally watching the wrong game tonight. We should have been tuned into this one. Everton. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. seen the update. Uh, cool. I mean, they've they've had they've had our goals as well, haven't they? <laughs> I mean, was, were Everton I, not three one up? At, I mean, I mean, Facebook yeah, they were three one up. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs are bottling it again. Well, I'm sorry, Spurs were three one down, and to come back to four four. I don't think it's bottling. I think that, that, that it was a fight. Oh, I think that's, that's a bit lost. cliche, isn't it? Just because yeah. it spares, I think. Yeah. But, the, yeah. but again, I'll tell you what makes me laugh. And you know, and some fans, if they've been, you know, some of our supporters, if they've been on here subscribing and, and, and been seeing the comments pop up for a few certain shows, will know a certain acquaintance of mine is a Spurs fan. Yeah. Uh, now I didn't get a chance to screenshot it, but he even came out and, and said he's seen the light in regards to Perez. And um, I'd just like to say, for all the times that Spurs fans have been bemoaning part of the bus technique, only in true Spurs fashion could they finally play fluid attacking football and now concede five. <laughs> <laughs> so they moan they don't play attacking football, then they then they are dire at the back. Pardon the it, pun. With the, it's almost a bit like uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit like the Ardealus years, isn't it? We'll, we'll score five if you score four. You know, it, yeah. uh, but unfortunately, it's it's the other way around. Now, bear with me on this because it, I, I want to make a point with this now because I know you don't you don't like stats and. If there ever was a game that, that says how bad stats don't oh, yeah, sum everything go. up, it's today because however bad the game was, we won. And the only stat that yeah. matters is the fact that one ball, one goal, and you know the ball was in there, and that's the only stat that matters is the one-nil result. But for a Premier League side, we had 10 shots. We had two on target. Now, is that good enough for a Premier League side? You know, if we're going to be like that against Man City, and yes, we beat Man City 5-2, of course we did. This is a different Man City now. We're not going to get away with that. Possibly, we might get away with it against Liverpool because they're shit at the moment. But you know what I'm saying? That, to me, is not good enough. It was good enough for the game. And that's what matters. It was good enough for the cup, and that's what matters to me. I, I get your point, Chris. I do, I do see where you're coming from, but that again, that wasn't a start in Premier League eleven, not especially not for a side against Liverpool. But we've you seen know. that quite a few times this season, not just tonight. You know, not um, with those sides, but we have seen it quite often where our shooting boots haven't been on. Yeah, and again, they've been in games where we've needed to rotate or some injuries, like like, like a combination of both today, have done. This has forced us to rotate and, and, and players that haven't been consistent in that 11, that haven't got that much game time, but uh, uh, like I said, are either forced up through, an injury, through several injuries to get in or they're needed to play because we've got three games coming in the space of seven days, you know, that's when the performances and standards have maybe dropped. When that first start in Major Eleven is there and, and Leicester are on the ball, 
we have four or five shots on target and two or three goals. So I'm not really bothered. Is that performance not a Premier League standard? Of course it's not. It wouldn't fare well against most teams in the Premiership. Are them players in a collective bunch going to play week in, week out for Leicester? Not right now, they're not. No. Under certainly hasn't been. Nacho is clear where his role is. The young lad, uh, Fonte, um, I forgot his name now, Fonte uh, Campbell. I forgot his middle name out da- of all Daily Campbell. Yeah, Daily Campbell. I completely yeah. forgot his middle name then. Well, his borrowed name. Yeah. yeah, he had a great game. We'll get to him in a minute. But, you know, this wasn't a Premiership 11 quality side out. I have to be corrected, apparently. We had we didn't only have two shots on target. Apparently, um, according to Facebook user here, we had three. Well, well, that, that that's okay then. We had three shots on target out of ten. Oh, that, oh, then hey, we dominated it. We dominated it is, the game. And in fairness, I actually took the figures off the BBC, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe they'd updated after I did it straight goal. after the game. Um, but... Whether it's two or whether it's three guys, it's still... Sh- and I'll, I'll put this bluntly, for a Premier League team, and I don't care who... You know, they're all playing for a Premier League team, whether they're starters or not. And come... You know, we, we know that it's not just the starters that we're going to need this season. Because if that was the case, we'd have been fucked early on in the season. But those stats... And I know we won it, but I still don't care. Those stats are shit. You know, had the ref blown yeah, his right. whistle three three seconds or whatever before we got the corner, we'd have gone into extra time and we may have lost it. We didn't. We won it 1-0. That will hide everything. But it's sweeping, it's sweeping the thing under the carpet because we're just not good enough in that final third. Whoever, whoever we put on, and that's Vardy at the moment, that's Inacho, that's Under, that's Madison, that's Tillemans. We've got to be getting more shots on target. Yeah, but that, that's that, that's just rubbish, though, mate, because we're not where we yeah. are. We're not where we are in the league and where we are in the stages of the Cups. We're where we are in the league, league as much all as right. the fact that Liverpool are playing shit at the moment. All uh, right, no, Chelsea no, no, no. Don't, 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 you know, don't cop out and can... say we're where we are just yeah. because Liverpool are shit because Man City yeah. aren't shit. Liverpool aren't, you know, Man City aren't playing Man City shit. Were shit Man... at the start. And when Doesn't we matter. Won, they're still top of the league and ahead. Yeah, but they're we still won the Premier still... League as much because other teams threw it away as we won it. And yes, you can only play who's out there. But if you're if you're saying to me, Brad, that you're happy that we're only getting two or three shots on target in a whole ninety minutes game against another Premier League time, then I am very very surprised. No, I'm happy with the conversion rate at the moment because you you say they're not doing it in the middle. The only part you're writing in there is they're not getting enough shots. I will give you that. Hands down, we do need to get more on target. But, again, the conversion rate... That is the point I am making. Yeah, I understand that. that. But to say they're not doing it up front, regardless of who it is, would be... It's very harsh because they are doing it to a point and enough... Regardless, sod everybody else, whether you think they're on form or not, because we could differ on opinions for that all night, and that's fair news. We all see things different. But to say they're not getting the right results and doing it up front is a bit harsh because, yes, they're only having three or four or five shots on target, and that's even in Premier League games. But how many times have we brought this up, and, I, and I've backed it, you know, when, when we've not had more shots or we've only had four or five shots. Tonight's eight. Let's just say it was two on target. One in the net. You know that uh, that's a fifty percent conversion rate. 
if we're having five shots and we go and beat us at time as a side three, if we have five shots on target in the game, but put three in the net, that, that's a 75% conversion rate. Doing it right, they're just not doing it enough. It was actually a header, not a shot. But no, yeah, but still, you, yeah. But <laughs> chances on time, you pedantic at last. You acted, didn't you? I'm being very pedantic there. I, I am sorry. Yes, I, 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 I agree, and and you know, it, it's all about opinions, and I'm kind of obviously taking the role on here of stirring the shit to get you know to get you know comments yeah, etc. Modding my, the fire. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. For me, though, yeah, I must admit, 1-0, that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. It was a shit game, so what? Yeah. You know, Man United, West Ham last night was a shit game, but Man United went through in extra time, 1-0. You know, Arsenal made a made a whole a whole decade out of winning 1-0. You know, these yeah, they did. Arsenal, they did. Arsenal won, but... I'm just I'm just concerned that you know we're not getting um, we're not having those you know then the shots are they're not if we're not hitting them on target we're not going to score goals yeah that's one of those football I, cliches of of course we're fucking not it's obvious you know what I mean yeah. but but I, I I'd much I'd much rather us have a decent conversion rate from not not having many on, on target like like we have done. Than yeah. see us only having two or three shots per game. It, you know, one thing that they have, we have asked for improvement from, and so was Rogers, obviously, as the manager, yeah. is we have more shots in the game. And again, we let, let's face it, we, we still outscored and outshot and had, had more chances, I believe, from them stats you brought up than, than the Premiership side today. Mm. It wasn't like we played oh, a championship. Brighton, side. Brighton, we did. Brighton was bad as well. Um, and they're just uh, so I know you love looking at them. So let's just oh, let's I just them back up. Bright, yeah, bright, so three more. One. And again, this yeah. might be a little bit out of date because when I put this up, people are saying to me that it was actually three. Not does that say two for us? I think I think I I think I possibly didn't refresh the page before I before I cut it off. But yeah, Brighton apparently only 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 had one shot on target, and that's yeah. bad for them. They didn't deserve to go through. Yeah. And, you know, and and according to the BT commentators, that's been Brighton's excuse me problem all season, is they've not been getting uh, those shots. But you know, that that's the thing. We 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 did win one nil, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you the, the the golden question here, and I know I know it's really 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 hard to do. Are we going to go all the way? Uh, well, yeah, if you got off that performance, then no, they're going to do it. But you, you'd imagine, depending on what what the scenario is with the run of fixtures and you, and, and everything concerned with the club, i.e., injuries, returns, etc., depending on how the draw goes, you can, you know, this is the stage now where you want just a home draw. If you get Man City, fine, you get Man City, but have it at home, preferably. Because it's just psychological now, because there's no crowd there. It's just psychological of knowing that you can't break out of you're away from home, so you deal with a team differently. If you're at home, you play your own natural game. And I just feel, even though you'd look over the season and go, yeah, Leicester have got more positive results away from home uh, than they have at home, there's just a bit more creature comfort, isn't there, in, in, a, in a cup game, it seems, when you're at home. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So... 
on um the other thing of course is what you can say is maybe our name's on the cup to win a game like that it it feels like i say and i know i've i've, I've you know gone on a little bit tonight but it does feel scoring and winning the way we did i mean I, i'd actually got the graphic up ready to post that said you know full time nil nil extra 30 minutes you know who wants an extra thirty minutes of this? So it it, it was great to do it that way. Maybe we we have got our name on the cup. Well, I mean, I I, I don't like to try and jinx these sort of things. I get a bit superstitious when it's a cup like this. Um, uh, so I I don't want to preach too much. I was very last man fighting to give into the uh, into the saying that we were going to win the league um, <laughs> when we did it. So. I, I'm always like that, but if if you want to really delve into it and look at it as a as as more of a dark situation, it does have that sort of run and reminder to it of when we got there to the Coca Cola Cup final under mm. O'Neill. Yeah, where we we ground out some results. We had some results where we looked stylish doing it, granted, but we got there and we got to the final, and we ended up doing that over a replay. Obviously, that won't be the case in this one, but. Do, do, you remember, do you remember that it came up a couple of weeks ago? Do you remember the Fulham League Cup game? And, oh, and it, yes. Well, we won that like about four goals in injury time and then penalties, and they missed all their three penalties. And I yeah, remember saying yeah. that year. I remember that one as well, yeah. Yeah, it, that was it, great. Is that name on the, uh, on, on the cup? Yeah, you know, but, um, you know, but you, you take it. You, 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 yeah, you take you do. it. You know, and at the end of the day, we knew we knew what we were setting up for today. We knew how we was going to go about it. We knew we wasn't going to, you know, have a have a a strong strong side out today because yeah. there's players out there like we've seen today with Campbell and and again Thomas got more time. Under finally got some minutes. Well, he got he got a full run out today, didn't he? Um, Amati was back at centre back. So again, that's players that. Given the injury list, we seem to keep reoccurring into, and just as we get it down to about one or two, just three or four added on there. But again, it was all just nice to see. And again, by hook or by crook, last minute, first minute, the the, the lads that came on got gave a performance just about enough to win it. And you go away thinking, well, it wasn't pretty. It was pretty damn ugly, if you're being honest. But they didn't do too much wrong either, despite it being a scruff. Well, what, what we're going to do, we're going to have a very quick break, then we're going to come back and we're going to have a look at Man of the Match and, and the ratings, and we'll, we'll pick out a few good and a few bad performances. So we'll be right back after this. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Up the foxes. Thank you, Alan. And remember, guys, click that subscribe button on YouTube. Let's get those figures up. So, Alan Bennett, who um, look, who does basically the man of the match for me straight after the game and rates the team and Rogers' performance. I know a lot of people have gone for Daly Campbell, but um, he went for Inacho. I think that was possibly for the fact that, you know, he scored the goal and, 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 and he did take it well. <sighs> Manager and team... Six apiece. Thoughts on that, Brad? I mean, 
you know, Alan does this straight from the full-time whistle. Um, I think for the importance and the fact that a lot of people were were thinking if Nacho's to really get his name back in that mix and ride up there, he needs a goal and he needs to get on the score sheet today and he did that. And it's always nice when it's someone that you really want to do, you know, who's not really getting the rub of the green, not really getting that minutes on there. And, and, and Nacho is a player that a lot of fans still have time for and are still wanting to see come good. And again, like I said at the start, I do hope this is obviously not a false dawn with him and this is the start of something that we're really going to see. For me, though, you have to go on performances. And throughout the night, there wasn't many that were great. I think the team rate inspired. Um, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, we, we can agree on that bit, Brad. We yeah. can agree on that yeah. bit. However, if you look at the context of the whole thing and the occasion, was a fifth round tie. He's only been training with the first team for a week or so, as far as I could be aware for. Um, he comes in against the Premier League opposition, which is the same one first, granted, but still it's a Premier League opposition. A chance to take your team into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and you've got a role to do out there on the pitch from our youth academy. I think, you know... Daley Campbell had a fantastic game. He was probably the shining light in a in a, in a fourth, five and six performance team. Mm. Not by much, but I think given the occasion, the fact that it was his debut, it was a solid all-round performance. Mm. And I think I would give him the man of the match over in the actual, but I totally understand why a lot of people would give in the actual man of the match. I think the manager deserves a seven because I think from what we saw, like I said, I think the way he chose to go with Vardy and bring Nacho on where most probably thought the other, the other way around would happen to see the performance we've had from them and the sluggish behaviour. I think it deserves a bit more tactical credit to know it was wiser to give them more minutes and drag them off than to only give them a burst. So I'd I give mean, them a manager of seven. With Daley Campbell, uh, I, I, I get what you're coming from. No, you know, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to pick a man of the match there. And if anything, I probably, I mean, Brookline agrees and, and, and gone for Nacho. Facebook user there has gone for Marty. This is what I love about football because somebody posted in, in the group what the bloody hell is Marty doing on the pitch sort of things. I love the fact that people have these different opinions. It's what football's all about. For me, Daley Campbell... He was solid. He did nothing special. And had that not been his first game, then we wouldn't be probably praising him as much as we are. That said, for a first game, you know, he's come on. And again, along with Luke Thomas, you've got to say the future's the future's looking good. Vardy for captain. What did you think of Vardy for captain? Um... I'm not sure. I'd have thought he'd have got it at some point beforehand because he can be quite boisterous. And when you when your captain's gone from Morgan, who again he's quite loud on the pitch when he used to be our first team captain and first team player, and then it got past Schmeichel, which we knew was fairly obvious. I don't think there was really. I don't. I don't think it really mattered to a point who was captain for for most of that game because the performance just wasn't there. No. Um. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just a chance to give someone like that, you know, a little chalk on their uh, CV yeah. that they're also captain aside in in their yeah. career there. But no, he didn't really do much as a captain. I didn't see any. In, you know, I'm not saying he didn't 
pull people around. He might have done it, but the performance didn't tell that, and that's not really his job, is it, really? The problem as well is, you know, we, we often think that we want a, a captain, and we, we've had this discussion before, you know, do, do you want a captain like David Beckham that, that plays by leads by example, or a captain like Roy Keane, Stuart Pearce, that grabs you by the bollocks and, and makes you play well? The problem is, Roy Keane... And Stuart Pearce probably wouldn't get away with being like they were no. these days. No, definitely not. They they wouldn't do. And yeah, we've had this debate uh, before, and, and and you know, it's it's not a case of not seeing seeing the advantages to having someone in the middle. I just you know, anybody that says that a goalkeeper shouldn't be a captain is talking out the back side because one of the greatest captains uh in you know one of the greatest goalkeepers in 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 football was captain and that was Ike Casillas and and Jean Relief uh, Luigi Buffon were were captains for their clubs respectively and the national sides I believe at some point uh could be wrong with the national side with Spain but that got passed around a bit through some strong characters in there was, I think, with Italy and Shilton was with yeah. England so, so to tell me that keepers can't be captains would be wrong, but I do understand why more people would probably feel more comfortable with someone like Tillemans and Madison being captain. And I think that's why, instead of going to the status quo as having a centre-back as a captain or vice-captain, that they are the traditional um, vice-captain. Because when Vardy came off, you know, Tillemans did have that, and he does seem to be second to third choice for that captain's armband. I believe Evans is the vice captain, is he not? On a normal day today, I I don't know. I mean, I I would like I I, I have nothing I have nothing against the goalkeeper. I know it being a, being the captain and Schmeichel gives it his all and, and he barks out orders. You know, well we've heard him, haven't we? <laughs> Some yeah. of his choice language. But for me, I just prefer one on the pitch. That if somebody's having you know a bit of Needs needs a word, and he's you know at the far end of the pitch. Schmeichel, Schmeichel can't do that, but um, I, I see. No, I, you see this guy here. He's put. He talks some rubbish, Brad. No, Brad doesn't talk rubbish. What Brad talks is his opinion, and you know he is very right in that some of the great captains have been goalkeepers. But yeah. it's his opinion. That he I thinks goalkeepers can do that. He's an ex-goalkeeper, so we've got to kind of let him off. But I, I, I and it, I'm not right, and I'm not right about the um, the shots on target and what have you. It's all about opinions, and that's what we are. Here. And and guy, you know, the Facebook user here, you're entitled to to your opinion. But tell us what your opinion is. Don't just yeah, say, don't, you know. I'm I'm all fine for you coming out and saying mm. I talk some rubbish. Tell me which part you think I'm talking rubbish on, and, and we'll have a chat about it. Yeah. I'm fine for open for a dis, you know discussion about it. But don't just comment, Brad. You're talking rubbish. Yeah. We've talked about yeah. a lot tonight. It, it, I mean, so, there, was a, there was a bit of a joke earlier, and I didn't actually pick it up because we sort of went went past it. But when uh, when we were when we were having a talk about the argument, Brett put up there, Team Chris or Team Brad. The thing is, if we sat here, as you and me, Brad, as we often do after, after every game, we sit here, we have a discussion, and we agree about everything, it would be a boring show. Brad, yeah, this was brilliant. Is. Yeah, that was brilliant. Oh, this wasn't very good. No, that was the fact that we have different opinions is what football is all about. There is no right opinion, there is no wrong opinion. It's an opinion. 
like we've always said, they're like our souls. We've all got one. And yeah, come on, say what point about Brad you disagreed with. But Brad, I can say, Brad does not talk rubbish. He's not, he's not right very often. I'll give you that. But no, he's no I, granted. I guess, Brad, I guess you know that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that you know, it's like I said, see, I, I like to try and 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 pull out points that see, I, I I try and look at things in a different light, and that's why I just thinking, you know, I I maybe saw something, maybe I saw something more than I wanted to from someone like Iniacho today. Maybe I saw something that isn't actually there, but I just want it to be there. So I'm I'm dead impressed with him getting two headed goals, and yeah. maybe I do read too much in for it, but. Not not to blow my own trumpet, but like I'm sure most of you all do around here because you wouldn't follow the sport if you didn't. I've, I've got my football and brain and sometimes I like to try and open that up and see if there's something I'm seeing that most of you don't. And it's just what I'm doing. I'm not going to say I'm right and, oh, yes, I will be right. That's exactly what it is. I don't even know myself. Like I said, it could be a false dawn and I've read too much into three performances from him. But in regards to that, it's what I've saw. It's what I've got a feeling about. It's what my gut feeling tells me. Exactly, exactly. And you listen to this. You listen to any other podcast, and we don't. I mean, I was watching an Arsenal TV one the other day when the when the <laughs> showed when they conceded the two goals against Wolves. The guy was kicking the remote control around the floor, virtually shifting the furniture. Yeah, but that's why we don't do watch alongs because this is all that, mate. I can calm myself down before we go live. If not, I'd have. TVs, bloody cups, mugs throwing. I'd be, I'd be off the air within three minutes. <laughs> this, is, this, this is very true. Um, well, be careful. You don't be careful what you wish for there. You know, but when you listen to any show like this, when you listen to any radio phoning, when you listen to any to talk sport, when you listen to you know post match, people give their opinions, and a lot of their opinions are said to create discussion as an admin you know we're both admins of different groups and we put things on there that will get people um get people sorry i'm just reading the comment there. yeah we'll get people to to comment on it because if you know if i put everything in the facebook group where everybody agrees with me it would be a very quiet quiet facebook group and it would be the same with yourself with your premier league group um but as I say, everybody's allowed an opinion, and and Brad is as, as valid as everybody else. Um, the point, maybe, maybe this is the same guy. He's not sticking his name on. You know, you, you're coming up as Facebook users. We can't see you on here because you've not clicked on to Streamyard. So stick your name name at the end of it so we can sort of get back to you. He says you can't get a goalkeeper shouting at the team when there's a full house. No one would hear him. Okay, okay. Then Peter Shilton, Peter Check. Hmm. Ike Casillas, Jean-Louis Buffon, Casper Schmeichel, Edwin Van Der Peter Schmeichel, for enough, I could name and name and name keepers that have got... And I'm not saying all of them are, are captain. It's just convenient how probably half of them may captain. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying they, they play for successful clubs like Manchester United in the 90s or, you know, all these wonderful sides. I'm not like I'm just naming top-order keepers that have been successful, but you can hear them and you hear them when... When when they, when when that crowd's even in the ground, you hear them keepers, and you're telling me their voice isn't heard. Whether it's captaincy or not, goalkeepers see on a different eye level to players in front of them. 
Trust me, being a goalkeeper, you see that game, that pitch looks wider and wider and you see things that sometimes you're not aware to when you're close quarters to the action. You're almost a touchline. You know, it's how we hear Rogers telling, I heard it today, he was going, Kel, Kel, get in space, get in space. And he moved, and, and as soon as he heard it from Rogers, he moved into space. I've heard Casper be like that and all of a sudden you see a player switch on and make that movement because I've heard Casper. So... Mm, Go and ask some ex-keepers that have been captains. Go and speak to them and tell them they're rubbish at being captains because I I think they'll answer back with the trophy camera, I'm afraid. And I think, you know, like you say, it's a very good point is that another player is running around up in the window when the player's in midfield or whatever and they can't see everything else because they're concentrating like, like the goalkeeper can. I can say, for me... I mean, I'm not saying a captain, you know, goalkeeper can't or shouldn't be a captain. It's just my my personal choice. I prefer, uh, you know, somebody on the pitch the other day because if something happens further up the field, they can go and grab them. But they have oh, definitely very very good football uh, footballers, goalkeepers that, that, that have been been captains, um, and that's a you know you 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 stood up very well there for the goalkeepers union, Brad. I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to apply for membership next year for Golden State. Yeah. Um, give it to Yuri, it suited him. Yuri, I think, would be a bit like a David Beckham in, in leading by example. He's not he's not a loud shouter. But like you say, yeah. what we said earlier, whether you get away with that or not. Point here, Brad. Um, I think we've seen the final start for Oyez ever. Although Brad will sympathise to his injury, he was smiling inside. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I get that Brookline these comments quite a lot on the videos. Um, so uh, thanks for the comment, Brookline. I think it's great. And unfortunately, like I said, the injury does not mask the bad performance. And, you know, the, I just think he is. I don't think he... I've said it for many weeks and being injured will not change my tune on him. I sympathise with him. I'm gutted for him if he's, he's out for a few weeks because it, it means he can't keep himself fit and keep himself in, in Brendan's mind for selection. But I just think that it, you know that it's the ponies run his trip, run his race now. With he's he's got to be done, and and if if Under gets changed into his position for the last fifteen minutes, and 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 that's when we see Under running at him and showing what he's capable of. And I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not saying Under was a million times better than Perez, but I'm just saying you saw a bit more intent once he came off and they were he was switched into his role. You know, if that's if that's if that's what we're saying is a much improved in performance and it wasn't, like I said, blissful by under by any means, then I just I just think that's it. I think Iosi Perez, even if it's not through injury, is 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 done as a Leicester player. But Brandon likes to prove me and others that don't like Perez or see the best in Perez wrong by keep picking them every week. But we'll he, see. He's something we'll see. in Perez. I think the rest of us don't. Um, and yeah, that, maybe it's some criminal information. I don't know. Maybe it's criminal information. I don't know. <laughs> we all, we, we, we used to say that with um, Peter Taylor and Junior Lewis, didn't we? You know, I think Junior Lewis yeah. was like we used to say was Peter Taylor's love child. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, he's the guy that's paid the millions to make the decisions, and he, you know, his job will yeah. land. And he's on kind of got. He's, He's kind of got them sat third in the Premier League and into an FA Cup quarterfinal. You really can't, um, you know, you really can't say much about him if he decides to play Paris and we still win. Can you yeah. really? 
Justin, I'm glad because I, I didn't put this up because I didn't think that you wanted Casper uh, to go and sit on a mop. That would have certainly have brought tears to the guy's eyes. And if it had gone to penalties, he probably couldn't have done much with a with a with a mop up his arse. But I think you know, you, I, I didn't know what you get, and you've corrected yourself there. Um, in the he meant the cop, he meant the cop. But um, and we're not keeping under favouring Thovin a lot more. Well, uh, see, that, that's to me the trick that I think because he was linked to us heavily for the last, you know, the rumours have steadily, steadily grown. And I'm not saying it's not a target of Brendan Rodgers. There's no smoke without fire. No. But it has been a rumour that instantaneously he's been around for a while. It's come up a cropper on the transfer rumours. And I think because we've questioned it as, van, as fans ourselves and, and not just the media are now bringing it up, that under hasn't got as much game time as we expected. Sometimes performances haven't been as high as we were hoping. Not like today, for instance. Like I said, until he changed position, he was on. He didn't do anything it to was a different formation yeah. that we went with today, wasn't it? Yeah, but now I feel like maybe that um, again, Europa League's rolling around. He's just got ninety minutes under his belt today. That we're seeing what you know. It, 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 it's one of them a persistent itch that's never going to go away till he either signs a new deal it signs with a club or 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 we actually do make the deal happen with Fawthorn but he's always going to be in the in the, in the mix of, of, of talk coming to Leicester until one of them two things happen hmm. we've seen with Chowdhury who's come from going out on deadline day near enough to, to get him minutes on the pitch Nacho's come from we thought we'd seen the last of him four or yeah. five weeks ago suddenly played three games got two goals are we going to see that with Wonder? You know, we don't, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. And apart from the couple of minute snippet videos, we certainly don't know the full ins and outs of the training. So, and the this is where we give him Wonder a chance. I think the problem with a lot of fans, and we're all like this, and I, I'd put myself in this position as well, is that a player can have two or three good games but, you know, we're sat here talking about the game we've just watched and it's that last game that we are judging them on, you know. And, you know, Under could have had two or three good games, but it was as bad. But it was no worse than any other player on that pitch tonight, you know. The fact that you, like you've just said there, Brad, and I agree, the fact that he's on the loan is what he's saying, oh, he's not good enough, he's not good enough. Yeah, exactly. And look, like I said, I, I, I'm a big admirer of him, and I know he does divide opinion down the line um, for it. But when we have talked about Under in any game that he's played in, we've always spoke about things that have excited us about him. He he does have pace, you know. He does he does like to run into that box and cut him, which we ask for from our attacking style players like Under Madison. James Justin does it, you know, to a degree, it's good to see. And when he's in them positions or he's being played in a position where he's able to do that more frequently, I think we've seen signs of him. Whatever the reason is, he's not getting as much as game time as, as fans uh, uh, would want him to get. It, it's neither here nor there. As long as he still gets them, he keeps putting the minutes in. I don't see why he wouldn't be a, a plausible option to bring in even if we did bring in Thoros, because like it seems to be, Perez is the one that would be next. You're looking like losing in the summer because he's just not finding it. He's just not got going. Like someone says, hey, come on, Perez has had more bad 
games and good games. A prime example, would you say under in his limited granted time has had more more good signs than bad signs, I'd say, yeah, he has had more good things than bad things when he's, he's been on the pitch. So right now, Perez should should be one that we may be losing the summer. And then even if you bring four of them in, you need that depth. So w- why not bring in under as well? It becomes two options and you're going to need it with all Brighton, as good as he is, not getting, um, not getting, you know, any younger. Mm. I'm just saying that myself, mate. Any player is going to divide opinion. Like I've said before, that's that that is what it is, is is all about. And every signing isn't going to be a success. And for all you know, if you have a look at Sir Alex Ferguson's signings. There's almost as many bad ones as there are good ones. You know, that's Alex yeah. Ferguson and that's the great Man United winning it so many times team. It happens. Now, unfortunately, you know, unless anybody comes in with an offer for him, <laughs> we paid 30 million. If Rogers, you know, Roger thinks he can offer something, we might as well play him. Yeah, but. It's that 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 you know that's not good enough reason to me because if that's if that's the case then why did we pay thirty odd million for Somali? So do we just chuck him on for the sake of that, regardless of the he fact that good, we, he had a good debut for Leon as well? Scored yeah, great. One. He did it in Make the farmers market. Fantastic, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Um, great, 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 Slomani Lever. And they're suddenly having great games. It happens. It happens. Of course it does, and it's great, and it's great. That it does have it, and now oh, I was reading that then. Oh, sorry, um, mate. Nacho is a finisher, but doesn't have the pace and incentive initiative. Is that initiative or incentive? Initiative, initiative. I did read it right. My eyes are going at my my yeah. old age as well. I've joined you now. But yeah, again, he's a, he is a finisher, and like I said, maybe tonight we saw a performance that we've been seeing for a, you know several weeks when Nacho's played, and we're actually playing a different route to Nacho to get the best out of him, which is you get the ball at your feet, Nacho. You let us catch up. You lay it off. You then then run into the box. We'll try and find you one way or another. You just make sure you get in the end of it. And two goals, three games, two headers kind of backs that up. Yes, yes. He is different to Vardy, and it's nice to see us playing a different route, not a direct and swap. You know what I mean? We're not trying to use Nacho as a, as, as a swap for Vardy. We're trying to make him into a striker that's good enough to replace Vardy. Yes, yeah. And we've got to... Uh... Steve Guppy. We'll get Steve Guppy in and he can take corners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just read that quickly. Yeah, we miss Steve Guppy. Get 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 Guppy back. But we like I just think we, you know, whoever whoever's there, they're always gonna be compared to Vardy. And it's a bit like, you know, comparing somebody who's coming into Canty, comparing, you know, Barcelona get another midfielder, is always gonna be compared to Messi, you know. Everywhere, you know, people are comparing players to Ronaldo, and it, it's it's not exactly fair on them on them because Vardy is Vardy. Yeah, of course he is, and 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 that's what I mean. And this is why, like I said, I've looked at his last three performances, the the man in question, and I'm just thinking, 
like I said, and I could be reading way too into this, and we could go back to the old Nacho that can't finish his dinner and, and, and falls over a lot. And I hope that doesn't happen, obviously, because I'm one of them that's a very big admirer and really wants to see him achieve things at this club. And that's why I think maybe if you look back and analyse the moments of his of his game, he's, he's, his more consistent role has been balls to feet, holds it up, lays it off. Yes, he might not get the goals and, and burst through a defence like Jamie Vardy is, but fans scream out for a plan B and for a striker that's going to end up replacing Vardy. Well, you have to play to his strengths. You know, you're not going to get the best out of someone, anybody. You're not going to get the best out of anybody if you do not play to the strengths. And yeah, we do need to bring someone else in to add to it. But if Nacho can just turn this in, can we get a secondary striker in because maybe we'll find out when Vardy does retire or becomes the impact sort of next season, which he might well do with with his age catching up to him, the injuries, etc. And 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 the games we'll have next year, hopefully. You know, do you then get a second striker in or maybe two strikers in? And you go to you go to Nacho and go, right, that's your role as a striker. Here's our big 30, 40, 50 million pound striker we're bringing in to keep doing Vardy's job. But because he can't do it in such an aura of Vardy, he plays a little bit short burst runs. Yet we can still find a way to get you both on the pitch and get the best out of both of you. Because well, I think Leicester fans have to prepare for the opportunity of two strikers up front next season. Um, whoever, whoever put about Nacho saying you should not win a Leicester kit. They got shut up today. Um, yeah. Underlinked well, underlinked with Vardy well when he's played. Mm. And, Mad- and Madison, he got well. There was some nice telepathic passing. I've got to give Justin a point there. Yeah, it's a really good point. Oh, that's the same. The same point. Yeah. I mean, I, I when we first signed, and I've said this many times, Inacho, I thought Inacho and Vardy together running at defence, we'd we'd. Scare every you know defense shitless, but they they like they go with this like you know the, the one forward. But look, at the end of the day, it's been a very lively discussion tonight, which is what we love. We love it to be lively yeah. rather than us all just sitting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was one of those games. It was one of those games where we did sort of all. Well, well I we have to make our own entertainment. We have to yeah, make our own entertainment. I was I was buying birthday and moving house cards. It was not the best. But thanks, thanks to this man. We're in to the quarterfinals. We are one game away, and we can't go, but we are only one game away from a Wembley trip for the semi-final. Maybe this year we can be the bride, not the bridesmaid, Brad? Maybe, maybe. Right, fifth time's a charm. Sod it, let's go for it. Fifth time's a charm. Let's get let's get through the next two rounds and get our name on that club. Let's, let's have if, that to collection. If we did, Rogers would, he'd have to have a statue as well, I think, you know. Well, but, what if Ranieri doesn't get one for it, God, what, God knows what knows what. I know. I, and I'm, I'm, I, exactly well, just it, a discussion for another day, but Ranieri, Banks, we could go through them all that deserve a, a statue. Uh, we did still win, Justin, you are quite right. Thanks very much, um, Brad. It's, it's been a pleasure as always. It's twenty three hundred hours eleven <laughs> eleven p.m. Thank God we've got an early kickoff on uh, on Sunday against Liverpool. I will oh, see yeah. you um, post game. Let's hope good, bad, or ugly. We're talking about three points. Thanks so much, Brad. Uh, Take okay. care, bud.
Yeah, take care, everybody. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been a long night tonight. We, we're playing at all weird times, as we know at the moment. Thanks so much for joining us in. Um, goodbye. Thank you. Good night, all. Um, we will be back. When will we be back? <laughs> Every night. We're back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, with the um, Liverpool preview game with Craig. We are back on Thursday with um, Andrew Fairbath, a uh, big, big Liverpool fan and also the brother of the um, Right Said Fred guys. Uh, he's going to be with us on the Friday. Saturday, yay, night off. Sunday, it's the big one against Liverpool. Six points clear or three points, they are back. Um, is it Saturday we play? I thought it was Sunday we played. But um, I don't I tell you what, we'll ask, we'll ask Brad back in. Brad, do we play Saturday or Sunday? Oh, I, I knew it was, it's a 12.30 kickoff, isn't it? And I thought it, it was Saturday when you when you said it was Sunday. I do think it's that one. But uh, I, I will... check on BBC, I haven't actually fully checked myself. It's on, B, I... it's on BT Sport again. Um, it's a 12.30 Saturday. Saturday the 13th, indeed. It We've had that many Sunday games. I'm just presuming it's Sunday. So Sunday's my day off. Yay! Yeah, I can I can watch Antiques Roadshow. Yes, that's great. Brad, thanks very much, mate. Take care. Yeah, no worries again. Thank you. Saturday is, guys. So you've got me Thursday, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. It's the preview show. Friday, 7 o'clock. It is the... Um, opposition view show Saturday with Josh. It's the preview, uh, the pre match show with Brad again. It will be the post match show. Sure to be a lively one. It's Liverpool. We know it's not going to be a boring nil nil there, are we? Good night, guys. Take care. Stay safe. We're through to the quarterfinals. Goodbye now. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.